0: College Circuit Speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, an honor and a privilege to have you here. You know, after last week's show with stigma, um, I started thinking a lot about values and what it is we value as a species, what it is you value as a person, right? Chunking up, hierarchy of ideas is this idea, you know, of, of chunking down to your you are you. And then chunking up is the, is, the, is the going up of the hierarchy of ideas until it's very tall. We are humans. So there's you and there's humans. And from humans, it goes down to, you know, North and South Hemisphere, East, West Hemisphere. Then it goes, you know, into continents. Then it goes into countries. Then it goes into um, your own uh, region. Then it can be your own city. Then it could be your own town. Then it could be your own neighborhood. Then it could be your own house and your street. And then it become your own family. And then not only just your extended family, but now all of a sudden just your family, whoever lives within your own walls. And then you you can even go even further to what's your favorite room in your house, right? Like there's this hierarchy of ideas of how we as humans shift our values based on how we go up and down this value ladder, this idea ladder. Sorry, there are hierarchy of values, there are hierarchy of ideas, there's different values and how they are important or non-important in your life, just like there are this hierarchy of ideas, that, you know, whether you really care a lot about your family or you care more about yourself, it's, it's, it's values based on the ideas you have about the way you want to live your life. And if you chunk it all the way down, then you are you. And you've got to take care of yourself first and foremost, because at the end of the day, it's your water and your food and your safety and security that you seek in order to live any level of life, let alone one that's rich and fulfilling. So when you start to ask yourself about these values, it's your self-awareness around your values that will honestly help you understand your unconscious motivators. Now, in the Wise Mind Empowerment Leadership Tribe that I started, the one that I advertised at the beginning of the podcast, you have an opportunity to understand these unconscious motivators to really figure out what it is that is driving you to live the life that you're living. That's well, How is your brain experiencing the world around you that creates this idea of how you want to live your life? And your self-awareness is, is a, absolutely a priority in your ability to relate to others. When you ask yourself, what is it that you value? What is it that's important to you? And you really get them out of your head and write them down on paper. You can start to see how your values are actually creating these stigmas that you're living your life by or not living your life by. All right your values they're, they're, we've talked about how they're formed through your own filters, you know the time, the space, the memories, experiences, beliefs, opinions it is this all comes experiences. think about all that that word can entail that's your educational background that's the town you were lived in were you raised in a major city or out in the country what How did your culture, how did your environment begin to influence you they're developed throughout your entire life. And first and foremost, you begin to model the values of those who raise you, because again, we are a tribal animal. We want to be included. We do not want to be ostracized from the tribe. And the first tribe we're a member of is our own family. Now, if you come from a family that was, dis- that was broken up by divorce or incarceration or any other kinds of means, you may have some issues within your own trauma and your own, um, your own healthiness and wellness in your mind based on um, how maybe there wasn't a concrete solid tribe for you to latch onto as a child. Perhaps you were raised by lots of different people and all of these are going to shift your values but we model the values of those that we see as our primary caregivers and our immediate tribe as, as young children because we're seeking inclusivity. We want to be included in the tribe. Yes, at two and three years old, we tend to act out and test boundaries, and that's when it's important for our tribe, our family, to make sure we understand the boundaries, and these boundaries are the values Right? The values that we hold tightly to please and thank you. Don't hit your brother or sister. Put your toys away. Um, You know, don't throw your clothes on the ground. Don't put them in the hamper. These are values that we have. We value tidiness. We value politeness. We value orderliness. These are things that you are noticing in your life now. And perhaps when you left for college, you decided to reject some of these values that your primary caregivers, that your tribe had instilled in you. It could be that you came from a, a very secluded uh, rural area that had stigmatizing um, language patterns around certain people. So you went to a university that had a lot of uh, variations of, of humans for you to get to know, that had a very diverse population so that you could learn from other people with different backgrounds than your own. Or right, So you rejected the values of isolation. You could have been raised in that same tiny town in that same rural area and decided that you wanted to hold tight to the value. So you went somewhere where it was very much going to still have people who looked mostly like you on campus. And then you join clubs and affiliations that are mostly like you. Go, You need to look no further than the Greek system and notice how there is a certain type of person who will join a certain fraternity or sorority. There is, because there is like a stigma attached. Oh well, you look like this, so you wouldn't be very good in that sorority. But you would, but you are, you know, you're, you're, you know, you. Oh, you were the prom queen. You're perky and you're blonde. Then you definitely need to go to this one. Oh, you're, you're, you know, you were in the band and you carried a tuba. Then you definitely need to go to this one. All right? There's stigmas attached to the way that the Greek system will will invite people to be involved, regardless of certain other very amazing qualities of them simply because of the visual stigma that is attached. And visual is one of the very first things where stigma can show up. Oh, you, know, you look different, you dress different, you behave different. I'm, I visually see these components of you and I'm going to be able to attach a stigma based upon my perception of your looks, your, your clothing, or your behavior. And those are values. We might value someone who is contrite and a little bit more quiet over somebody who's loud and boisterous, right? Because we might see loud and boisterous as being rude, whereas we see, you know, quiet and contrite as being polite and we value politeness. So what you want to understand where values are showing up in your life. You know, Some of the values that you might notice, um, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, not just in this day and age, but a lot. Uh, in all variations, but you can look at the values that were attached in our Declaration of Independence. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are things that they valued so much they gave them their own sentence in the Declaration of Independence. The Bill of Rights and the things that we have made amendments toward. These are things that the country wants to make sure we understand, have value if you are an American. Right, free speech, freedom of religion, freedom to live where you want to live, freedom to have the friends you want to have friends with. Right, You also could value the rights of others and respect how differently people can experience life. You could also value not respecting others and different people's experiences. And seeing your way as the only way. You absolutely see this show up in institutions like religion. Because they will say, well, our book is the right book. Everybody else's book is the wrong book so they value their book which which means that conversely they do not value other people's books which means they do not value other people in that religion and they do not value their opinions now this isn't you know i'm not saying this as an absolute qualifier that this is universal throughout but this is absolutely something that you will notice as a tendency there will be those religious arms and those people within, let's say, the, within Christianity will, who will be open to Catholicism. But your tendency is going to be that people who read one book will value their book over others. Therefore, they will value their people in their own group more than they will value other people. It is pretty constant, which is why we have wars over this stuff. Um, you Um Something else you could value is the treatment of others, the treatment of animals, right? PETA, it's values driven. Do not eat animals. Moby, one of my favorite musicians, he absolutely will talk about being a vegan day in and day out. That's awesome. I love him, love his music, support him in every way I can, except on that front. I will go to his concerts. I will buy his music. I will absolutely speak volumes. I, have, I lost my virginity to Moby and I buried my mother to Moby. Two different songs, but absolutely Moby has been a huge, huge influence in my life. But I eat animals. I like meat. And I will not become vegan unless society, like literally animals, all of a sudden disappear and then I'll I've got to eat grass. Okay, we'll have that conversation then. But I can still love and respect and value Moby's opinion. I just don't necessarily um, subscribe to his ideas around that. But he clearly values the treatment and, and love and, and kindly nature toward animals. Also, it doesn't mean that I don't. I do not like factory farming. I do not like the way that we treat our, these animals who eventually become our food. I absolutely think that there should be um, implementations. Uh, I absolutely believe that there should be rules and behavior practice implemented so that we might treat our food better. I do not agree with the way that we treat our food whenever it's still an animal form. And I don't agree with the way that we treat it after it's no longer alive. Right. There are a lot of issues I have with it, right? and I can support the changes in my buying behavior and in talking about sea-spiracy or cow-spiracy. And again, I know that there are some things that are not seen as necessarily politically correct or, or even right, but based on factual degrees of certainty in those, but they absolutely change my perception of eating seafood in the way that I eat animals, right? Because I value the, the humane treatment of animals, but I also value eating them. It is possible to value both of those things. It might seem absurd, but I can assure you back in the day when people were ranchers in the 1800s and everybody raised their own cattle and they took the cattle to town, everybody knew that Farmer Bob treated his cows the way he treated them, and it was much smaller. It's when it became uh, this entire industry that we started to lose the value of respecting the animal. So I respect the animal. I still eat the animal right? What about the way you respect the environment? I do not throw things on the ground. I very much care about the environment. That doesn't mean that I don't drive my car. It doesn't mean that I don't get on an airplane. I can value respecting the environment. I also value my time and my ability to travel and see the people I love and to have experiences. So I can value the traveling and experiencing thing and still value the environment. I can do my best to turn the water off when I'm brushing my teeth. I can do the best to to turn off all lights and electricity when I'm not using them in my house but it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to stop using electricity simply because I value the environment. Um, Hassan Minaj used to do a show on Netflix called The Patriot Act, and he talked about how his, um, oh, something was was in direct correlation to his, oh, uh, goodness gracious, hold on real fast. It's almost there. Yeah, I even tried to pause and think of it. It's not coming back, but it was basically something to the effect of his ability to speak out or change his behavior is in direct proportion to how annoying or how much of an inconvenience it would be to his life. And I'm very much, you know, like that as well. I, I will value things to a certain extent, but there's also behaviors and habits that I enjoy, and I don't necessarily want to stop doing them. Like I value ice cream, I also value working out. So I have, to, I value working out. I value them equally in a certain respect, but I absolutely have to continue to work out if I'm going to continue to value ice cream. So am I willing to out to be outspoken and to change my behaviors in direct correlation to the level of annoyance or? perceived inconvenience it would be in my life. And you might also notice this showing up in your life as well, right? You might find people valuing the right to work in a job that treats them respectfully. And you might also find people who value doing whatever the job says because, hey, they're providing the money so that we can have a house and warmth and shelter and food and water. You might find people who value their bodies differently. Some people think that sex is sex and hey man let's just you know make love, you know make love not war let's just be free with our bodies and other people might be like nope it's something to save for marriage doesn't necessarily make anybody wrong they just have different values that were instilled in them and that they grew to embrace over the course of their life some people will wanna keep a will will don't wanna keep a clean house right they value sitting on the couch or they value doing anything other than cleaning a house and other people value the house being kept so tidy that You walk in there and you can eat off the floor. That's a value system there. Some people might value meeting strangers. Other people might value um, sticking to themselves. All right. Some people value being a good parent. Other people just value uh, being a good employee. And if that takes away from being a good parent, whatever. At least you're providing a house and a roof. Like my stepdad did. He valued his work ethic over over being that of a of an attentive father. So he brought home huge paychecks, but he wouldn't go uh, play football with me out in the backyard right? Some people might value relaxing and sitting on the couch or just chilling. Other people might value uh, keeping busy and moving around all day long, right? There's a different value system that we're all using. And if you understand that everybody has their own unique set of values that are based on their own personal experiences, and you embrace the differences, right? We're 7 billion people. We're not all going to value the same thing. And in fact, if we all valued eating animals voraciously, you know, voraciously, and nobody valued the environment or the ethical treatment of animals, then we would have just businesses treating animals very unethically and horribly, probably sticking more hormones and everything in them right which would further damage our bodies because those what, what an animal eats we all we obviously you know what we are what we eat and we are we are what, what we are what we eat eats so if we didn't have people who valued making sure our our food was healthy and all we had was people who valued eating of the food then we would have a very sick population so it's important to to experience this adventure that we call life as a as this forever learning opportunity you're 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 consistently seeking learning opportunities and when you feel an uncomfortable vibration and an uncomfortable energy in yourself when you meet somebody with differing values than than you Right? That's your body seeking the certainty of keeping yourself within your own tribe, of your own bubble of people who follow a certain stigmatization pattern and you don't want to necessarily float outside of that. But it's in that uncomfortable energy, it's in that experience that you begin to understand how dynamic the human population is right you want to find someone who is less adventurous and maybe you can adve- introduce them to a way of going and doing something that stretches them out of their comfort zone and into their growth zone just like you might very well be that person who wants to stay in the bubble and you meet somebody who so captures your imagination so so fires you up that you step out of who you used to be and into a new version of yourself for a lot of people who listen to podcasts and read books that's exactly what you're seeking You're seeking an alternative point of view that can expand your horizon. You are seeking a shifting of your values. Listening to this show, I absolutely push you to come out of your own shell, to come out of your comfort zone, step into your growth zone, embrace the discomfort of those energetic feelings that you experience and say, wow, when I experience discomfort, when I experience confusion, that means I'm having a breakthrough. That means I'm experiencing something brand new. And experiencing brand new things is what stimulates our minds. It stimulates our bodies. It stimulates our mental acuity and our spirituality. It stimulates every aspect of us when we learn and embrace new things. Living a life of mundane uncertainty and never stepping outside of our bubble, it drives people mad. It leads them to addiction. It leads them to to harming themselves. It leads them to negative thoughts because they don't They don't bear witness to the abundance and the amazing growth opportunities that are around you all the time. If you paint all your windows black, then you only see the inside of your house. Approach life as this constant learning experience. Approach life as this consummate learner. As when you start to feel too comfortable, step out of that into your growth zone. We talk about all the time, you're actually uncomfortable in your comfort zone. I want you to get comfortable in your uncomfort zone, in the growth zone. So much so that growing just becomes your new comfort zone. It just becomes what you do. When you don't grow any given day or week, you start to feel uncomfortable. Like I haven't introduced something new into my life. What can I do now? Maybe go eat something different. Have a different kind of conversation. Read something from a different news source. Experience something outside of your bubble. When you understand your values and your comfort zones, you can begin to then guide your life towards your highest sense of self. You can then begin to embrace the majesty, the divinity that is being a human. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are beyond, we can't even fathom how amazing it is to be able to walk and talk and create and invent in the way that we have. We talk about the greatest inventions of all time being like air conditioner. Why? Because we value living wherever we want to live. And if you don't have an air conditioner, sure as hell ain't living in Phoenix. We value refrigeration. One of the best inventions of all time. Why? Because we value food and the ability to store it so that we can eat it when we want to eat it. We value clean water. Why? Because if we don't drink water for like 72 hours, we can damn near die. You can go way longer without food than you can water. We value these things because they create experiences in our lives we could otherwise not have. We value um, this adventure. We value life being expansive. Therefore, we value airplanes. We value cars. We value rubber because it makes tires that airplanes and cars can drive and land upon. We value these things because of the way that it exponentially creates a, a more expansive life. It is within, it's like built into our human nature to want to judge others for being different, for wanting to judge others for having the differing beliefs and opinions and values, it, because it is inherent in our own DNA to keep ourselves secure and safe. And back in the day, people who are not of our tribe were seen as dangerous. It is not that way all that much anymore. Yes, I get there are war-torn regions of this world. There is definitely random acts of violence that could happen upon you. I get that safety and security is never necessarily guaranteed, but we have damn near lowered the probability, let alone the possibility, of random acts of violence and war-torn happening here in the United States. I can at least say that. right? I get it. If you live in Southie of Chicago or Detroit or Compton, I get that there is still much more opportunities for violence there than, let's say, you know, a suburban neighborhood in Huntsville, Alabama. Absolutely, I understand that. But still, considering back in the day, whole villages could be wiped out by marauders with swords and horses, and you never knew it was going to come. And I mean, we're talking about entire countries just wiped off the face of of the map by a Roman legion that rolls in, can assure you, we have definitely set ourselves up with substantially more safety and security than any other point in time in the human species existence. So now that we have this safety and security so much more rampant, so much more available to us, it is time that we break through that human nature. We release the judgment of others and we begin to recognize how first and foremost we judge ourselves and then we project that judgment upon other people. You want to change the world? Release judgment upon yourself first and then watch how that begins to extrapolate outwardly. How when you don't judge yourself on how much you weigh or what you wear as, as hard and ferociously as you may currently do, right? then maybe you stop judging other people and what they wear and how and how much they weigh. Right? You don't judge your job so, so much. Maybe you will stop judging other people's jobs as much. It's in the challenging of your preconceived belief system. It's understanding how your values are your values. And if you value being health and fit, and then all of a sudden you see somebody who's not health and fit, you might reject them, right? It's that stigmatizing behavior. Oh, I see, you're overweight and I'm not. Therefore, I'm gonna reject you. I'm gonna avoid you. I might even fear you because if I became your friend, maybe you turn me on to cheeseburgers or maybe you like meat and I don't. You can value something so greatly in your life that you literally live and breathe it but it doesn't mean you have to reject somebody else who doesn't. You can accept other people's way of looking at things and not necessarily condone it for your own life. And I've said this before. You can listen to others. You can embrace others. You can experience other people's points of view and models of their world, but you don't have to condone it for your own life. It doesn't have to become your way. It is just their way. And it is in embracing the differences that we can begin to rebuild bridges that I'm not even sure have ever really existed at the level we are going to want and desire them to exist in order for our species to continue humming along forward. Because at our current trajectory, we're going to blow it all up. Whether it's actually with bombs and in computers, or whether it's just metaphorically, by continuing to just a, a, eliminate people who don't see the world that we see, and then we just, in our own minds, in our own little worlds, just isolate ourselves off. How lonely, how boring that would be. You have an opportunity because you're in college. It's a place people go to expand, not contract. So find a place on your college campus where more expansion could be, um, could be uh, there, could be uh, available, and then go and be the, be the spark of expansion. If you're a university administration, and this is what we talked about in the previous es- episode about stigma, universities are institutions. And if your institution is trying to stigmatize people and trying to isolate people, stand up and say, no, let's figure out why we experience life so differently. Let's embrace these differences. Let's be expansive and not, uh, and not contraction-oriented. Let's be inclusive and not exclusive. I honestly do not believe all that much good comes from exclusivity and contraction. Yes, I do see a benefit of Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts, right? Because little boys get to grow up and and they and they get to not have girls around. Little girls get to grow up and not have boys around because we do act differently when males and females, members of the opposite sex or 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 uh or a or a gender that we might be attracted to we will behave differently when they are around us i've noticed this by being in all men's groups as an adult you throw a couple pretty women in the, in in the mix any women in the mix and immediately there almost becomes this this desire to prove oneself to them whereas if it's just dudes over a long period of time we can become vulnerable and heartfelt and we can embrace i'm involved in an organization called metal that that is like why we exist so that we can cry with one another and experience that without any kind of female um, kind of uh, influence involved. It's powerful. It's amazing. We love women. We respect women. But in this opportunity, every Saturday morning, we come together as one to learn. And then we go off and take these new learnings, these, these, these new ways of seeing the life, and we, and we invite the women or our partners or, or whoever that might be because we are definitely one with, with uh, different variations of sexual appetite in our organization. So people will like and love whoever they want. We do not frown upon any of the LGBTQ side at all. In fact, we embrace everybody all of it. It's amazing. It's powerful. It's beautiful. It's one of the best organizations I have ever been involved in. As an institution, we seek to break through the stigmas and, and and value what we value while embracing other people's values. And I seek for you to listen to this episode and go find that in your own life. Inclusivity over exclusivity. I think that's what this entire episode has been about. The power of positive energy, release and flow. Come, join the Wise Mind Empowerment and Leadership Tribe. It will only change everything. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.